Okay, this Visceralist Podcast, episode 15. Uh, catch me at Visceralist at gmail.com or Visceralist on Twitter. Um, we've been getting some good feedback from the last last couple episodes, which is nice. Um, I don't remember any specific... Someone sent an email with the uh, emoji flames. Oh, okay. I think it's good. Or either that's that or po- just... That's, that's positive. Or they want to burn, burn the podcast right. down, maybe? They're like, go burn yourself? Go set yourself on fire, yeah. Yeah, that would be mean. Uh, yeah, that's just not nice. Uh, speaking of not nice, let's get into... <laughs> Uh, we, have, we have gotten a lot of good feedback on our, our trifling and trifling and NYC segment um, that we've started the last couple episodes with. Um, now, in the last episode, I, I offered two suggestions of, of different stories I could tell for my trifling and NYC story. Um, you wanted to hear there was one about a cabbie. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to hear that one last week. I didn't do that one last week. Um, and then this week, I offered four different stories, <laughs> including one of which was, was the cabbie one, and then three other ones. Uh, so you again chose the cabbie one. I mean, I know, I know that that bridge, that bridge walk one. That one is hilarious, though. I do like yeah, that I'll one. Sit, as well. I'll have to do that at some point. Um, so you turned down uh, the crawling through the window story. Uh, <laughs> Uh, jo- jo- series of job interviews I went on when I first moved to New York and then um, the story about how I got mugged for a bottle of water <laughs> I think it's because I knew those stories already the cabbie one, I don't know, maybe you already said it um, you think, oh you think I wait, you're saying I have told you the cabbie one or I haven't no, I don't know I don't think so, the other ones I was already familiar with so I was like, let me hear something new Okay, I got you. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so I'll get right into it. Um, basically, um, so I occasionally have trouble uh, getting a cab. Um, I think a lot of it is how I dress because I kind of dress like a I don't know, jackass most of the time. Um, and I live, you know, I live in a busy part of town. So there's like, there's a lot of people around. like all the time and so uh, it's sometimes just hard to get a cab um, even though there's a lot driving by Um, but uh, in any event I live near the um, the Williamsburg Bridge and I like hanging out in Williamsburg got some good stuff there this is the nice uh, Peter Luger's uh, oh yeah that we discussed last week Um, there's Trophy Bar I was just, actually I was just there last night. Um, what's this place called? Gordon Bennett. Oh, uh, you ate you ate the food there? No, no, no. It was late. It was just like late, like birthday drinks. Oh, okay. Um, it was alright. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, but anyway, so this was a few years ago, and I was going and taking one of my excursions. I don't know why I was in a hurry to get to Williamsburg because usually I'll just take the J. It's like one stop. Um, and it's, it's pretty easy. It's a lot cheaper to take a cab, certainly. But for some reason, I, I was like, I got to get a cab. got to get over to Williamsburg. Um, and so I 
So a lot of the, <clears throat> this is kind of hard to describe. So I was on the side of the road that the car, the cars were coming from the bridge. So they're coming off the bridge into the city. And I wanted to go like, basically just wanted the cab to like turn around, make a couple left turns and a turn and get right back on the bridge. Um, so uh, I stopped uh, one of those SUV cabs um, and I got in and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I just gotta go to Williamsburg, just right over the bridge, you can just turn around. He's like, no, no, can't do it. Can't go over the bridge. I'm like, what? And this, so we're stopped at this point at um, like Delancey and uh, like Essex. Um, and I'm like, what, what do you mean you can't go over the bridge? It's just like, I'm going like, not going deep into Brooklyn, which, you know, that's <clears throat> I'm just something I was concerned about. Um, so I'm like, I'm just going like literally just right over the bridge. It's like, no, can't go. And then he says, uh, or I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, uh, the car doesn't have enough power. <laughs> was this an electric car? No, it was just like a regular, it was like one of those like SUV cabs. Not like one of the van, the new van ones, but like. Oh, right. I think it's like. Like a the one. Ford Explorer or something, that little no, one? No, no, yeah. Escape, the Ford Escape. Something like that. that. Something like yeah. that. So I'm like, he said like, and that's, that's what triggered me. Cause like, you could say like you're out of gas or like you gotta you got to get meet someone and like you got like meet some chick in like Tribeca later um, or like, I don't know, like any, literally anything other than the car doesn't have enough fucking power. So I'm like, dude, I, I was like, dude, I just saw you come off the bridge. So I know you can go on the bridge. You just came off the bridge. He's like, yeah, no, I don't. I, I can't. I can't go over it again because there's not enough power. What does that mean? I don't know. And it's like the weird thing is like it's like it's the SUV cab, so it's like supposed to have. You would think more power. I don't know what power is, but it would have, if if anything, it would have more power than like what a regular car cab. Right. So yeah, see, I, I don't understand these guys. Um, it was just some bullshit. Like, you just didn't want to go. Over exactly. They should just turn the light off. Yeah. Just turn the light off. Yeah. Especially if you're like rolling through the Lower East Side. Like, I don't know if it's like, you know, presumably on a weekend. This might have been a weekend or like a Thursday night or something. And like, I guess you can probably make more money in Manhattan than in Brooklyn. There's just more people. But, right. you know, legally, they have to take you wherever you want to go. Technically. Yes. Technically. I mean, according certain, to the law, you yes. have to. I've been turned down many times. For what? To go back to Brooklyn. I had one. I got into an argument like a month ago with like three different cab drivers. The last guy, he took me for a ride and I got out and I didn't pay and I left the door open. That says being an asshole. <laughs> you didn't pay? No, because. I was in, and he was like, well, I'm not going. I said, you have to go. <laughs> and he drove like 10 blocks. He's like, this is as far as I'm going. I said, fine. And I got out, left the door open, and didn't give him anything. Yeah. Oh, like, shit. This, you know, this reminds me of that. Do you remember that story? This is a little bit of sidebar. When, like, we saw that drunk kid um, outside the bar who was, like, passed out against, the like, the wall. Oh, and, like, <laughs> Oh, shit. This is an even better story. Cause like you were doing the Good Samaritan thing. Was it you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I rode with that kid to Brooklyn Heights. I was in the cab with him. You rode in the cab just to recap. So we, me, uh, me, me, you, and our our Muay Thai friend, Muay Thai kickboxer friend, um, we were at a bar. We were sitting at a booth near the window. We looked across the street. There was a kid, probably like early twenties. He was just slumped out, drunk off his ass, and like. He was, I don't know, it wasn't that cold. I think it was probably the summer, but, like, he was clearly just going to, like, puke himself to death somehow if he was just left there. And, like, people were, like, walking by and shit. So you offered to go get get him in a cab and go to his apartment. Yeah, that was hard trying to get that out of him. Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think I just looked at his... I think I like took his ID and like read his address over his ID in the end. Yeah, yeah it was wasn't a pain. He, like, puking in the cab too. Oh, that cab driver was pissed. He didn't want the kid in, but then he did, and the kid was puking. We were apologizing. I was like, "My bad, man. We just <laughs> we just trying to be nice. Got to help out the kid. Do it for yeah. the kid. Do it for the kid." Visitor this love the kids um and then like if i remember correctly he lived in some kind of dorm yeah he lived in the and dorm he ran out without paying yeah that shit pissed me off he didn't even say thank you he just like scurried away into his dorm <laughs> <laughs> scurry yeah like a jerk yeah okay man that was funny because i think uh, like our friend and I had come back to my place and I think we were like you somehow didn't have access to like Google Maps and so we were like trying to figure out where you were and where you needed to go to get it was god that was a mess it was did I even come back or did I just go home no just, like, you just went it. home yeah that I makes think you sense. took the subway home too that's something I would do I would just fuck it I'm just going home yeah that was a mess. Anyway, so I start getting like, you know how I get when like I wait. So you're in, you're sitting in the cab. So I'm still in the cab, and I'm like, go, we'll go in the, the like this back and forth about power. <laughs> yeah, this dude's like the fucking this is the kid in Back to the Future too, where he's like, got to have power. <laughs> um, so I'm like, dude. You just came over. You're in a fucking SUV. Just, just take me. And he's like, "No, I'm not. You get out." I'm like, "Well, I'm not getting out." Oh. So that that heels in. Yeah, that's throwing down the gauntlet. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna call the cops then." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, I'm gonna call three one one." Like, in retrospect, as I'm saying it, like, he definitely would have the trump card if it's the cops versus, if it's 911 versus 311. <laughs> Obviously. It's like, somebody pulls out a gun, you're like, oh, where? <laughs> you, like, put on some boxing gloves, you're like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, so, I did, I, so I actually did. He didn't. I don't think he called the cops. Actually, um, he's bluffing. But I did call three one one, and I don't know how I heard about this. But there is actually a process where you can like, you can like go through three one one, and they're like, there's like a whole system. So like, you call them, you say like, you know, the cabbie's not taking me um, where I'm supposed to go. 
and he will uh, they'll they'll basically what happens is like you can take them to like cabbie court yeah i've heard about that i don't know anyone that's ever gone so you have to like i you still have to get out like you can't just stay in the cab but um basically they send you like a letter and like you can schedule a date for the cabbie court and then like i don't know i think the worst is i guess he could lose his license or something if it's like really egregious or something but like obviously i'm not doing all that shit um, yeah it's a lot of work for you. i was i mean i was just bluffing i was bluffing too except you know i actually called um, <laughs> but he he dug his feel his, his heels in too and like so i mean i, I had to get out and i I think I just got another cab. <laughs> so I had to get out. <laughs> and somebody took you over. Yeah, they had, they had the power. To okay. Take over. Um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm sure everyone, pretty much everyone has a kind of trifling ass cabbie story. Yeah, um, man, they're a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Um. All right, so what's your. This is a strange one. NYC. Ooh. This is a, did I say this one? Is it, I don't remember which ones I said now. This one happened at a laundromat. Yeah, so it was a 24-hour laundromat, so I would go in there kind of late because I didn't, I didn't like a lot of people around, like people messing with my stuff. Hello? Am I still there? Yeah, sorry. Hello? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I would go late. And I liked it when um, this one guy was working there um, because we used to have some good conspiracy talk. He was, oh, he was, oh man. He, yeah, he was a conspiracy theorist. So when my stuff was in the machines, I would go to the desk and we would just chat. <laughs> We'd chat like about what? conspiracies. Um, well, he was, he was uh, one of those anti-vaccine guys, so he was telling me about the ills of vaccines. He, he was like... He went in on that for a while. Nice. nice. Um, that was that was his main one, but he, he had some other ones. So one day we're, I'm up there chatting with him. Did he have? Usual. Did he have? Uh, does he have kids? Like that he wouldn't vaccinate? Um, he doesn't have kids, but he said if he did, he would not get the vaccinated. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that'll show. <laughs> Shoving it to the man, sticking it to the man. Yeah, and, and toughening up the kids at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the front with him, and this, this guy comes in. He looks, you know, a little worse for the wear. He's got this big bag, and, um, you know, he, he puts it down on the scale to weigh it. The guy goes over to the scale. He's like, you know, he looks and sees how much it is. And then he goes, um, what are you doing with this? The guy's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I need you to wash this. Wait, 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 wait. And then, so the, the, guy, the conspiracy guy works there? Yeah, the conspiracy guy works there. Okay. He's the, laundry, so he, he's the laundry attendant. So somebody came in with a bag, put it on the scale, and was talking to the conspiracy guy. Yeah, right. And so I hear this, so I, I get a little closer, and I'm curious about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, conspiracy guy like uh i can't i can't watch this what is this is a bag of paper <laughs> the guy's like no just watch it I just, I just need you to watch this what he brought in like a 15 pound pound bag of paper like newspapers it, it was all kinds of papers 
It was just full of paper. Did you there was see it? Paper. Did you see and there it was like, the bag? And there was like printed out stuff. Yeah, I got closer and looked in there. And he's like, no, man. He's like, no, just watch the paper. He's like, if I watch the paper, it's going to be destroyed. I can't, I can't watch it. I can't watch this paper. It's going to start to mush. It's just going to disintegrate. We can't watch the paper. Are you sure you can't watch the paper? No, I can't watch the paper. So then the guy like grabs his bag of paper, angrily walks away. Right. It's like the conspiracy guy comes, starts talking to me. He's like, can you believe that? This guy want me to watch that paper. I was like, I, I don't know, man. This place is weird. He's like, yeah, it gets real weird the later in the night it becomes. Oh, wait, what time? What time was it? That wasn't even that late. It was between like 11 and 12. Watch the paper. Yeah, I never heard about that. And then the guy just went, he just left. I mean, he was peaceful about it, but he wanted his paper washed. I mean, in theory... I mean, I guess it would probably damage the machine. Oh, that's true. It would probably mess up the machine. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, yeah, they're not, the laundry machine is not really designed for paper cleaning. <laughs> no, that is not what I mean, it's designed for. I wonder if it's like... Maybe he didn't have access to a shredder, and it was some documents that he wanted to, like... Destroy? It's If you don't have access to a shredder, you don't want to buy a shredder. And you just go, you know, so it's cheaper. To... Right, but if he wanted to do that, well, he could have just gone to, minute, the, to the machine itself, right? Yeah, why didn't he do it himself? No, he Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> Presumably, he could like wait until the guy's not looking and just shove it all in. And... <laughs> right, run away, start the machine, and run. But no, he just left once the guy refused to wash it for him. Yeah. Huh. So you, you actually do your laundry? Yeah, I do do my laundry. Yeah, no, I'm not. I can't do my laundry. I. Yeah, I have. I have a problem with the wash and fold people. What's the, what? 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 You do wash and fold service? Yeah, just drop drop off, pick up, easy peasy. Yeah. It's all right, but sometimes I don't think they follow the instructions that I leave them. Instructions? Like the... What, what's the inst what do you mean instructions? Just put it in, press the button. Well, do you want it on warm, hot, cold? Do you want high heat, low yeah, heat, well, that, the dryer, medium heat? You're talking heat. about conspiracies. That shit, that shit's a scam. It's all the same. They don't do that. Exactly. They don't. And I've seen no, them. That's like, no, the machines don't do it. What? Say that again? What? You, 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 you think you're pressing like a warm versus the, like, it's all the same. It's just like a bunch of warm water and it's, it just mixes it up. It's not. You mean in the washing machine? Yeah. All these settings are bullshit. It's all the same. No, they're all different. That's why they're there. No, no. The hot water is hot. That's how they get you. It's all the same price. Look, I, have, I, I haven't done my, my own laundry in probably 10 years, so I've, maybe I shouldn't, I'm maybe not as knowledgeable as I should be um, on these issues. I just get too impatient. I can't, it's... Like, no, I get it. It's annoying. It can be annoying. It's, it's, for, you know, it just comes about to, like, how much you value your time, I guess. Right. And how I much mean, time you have. I mean, I'm probably not doing anything really productive with that time. That I'm saving. <laughs> oh, but for me, my bigger problem is that if I give it to them to wash and fold, 
I end up losing time because they gave it back to me, and then I have to refold it the way that I like it to be folded. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I just dropped off um, some laundry like a week ago, and I was going to change um, the sheets in my bed, and like, I was looking through my laundry bag, and like, I think I pulled out a sheet, it's a fitted sheet, I think it's, I don't think it's my sheet, I think they just gave, like, they mixed up, and they just gave me a sheet. Did you put it on? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty nice. It's a nice so sheet. now it's yours, now it's yours. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to take it, take it to Lost Ground. There's somebody just looking for some fitted sheet, like hoping one day someone will drop it off and lost it down. <laughs> you can put up a misconnection on Craigslist for like <laughs> fucking missing sheet. It's like I conceived my first kid on that sheet. It's the good kid, the good kid too. It's the one kid I like. Please, if you're out there. Somebody. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. I know. They so see you just I'm laughing gonna, at it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it all kinds of. Oof, you don't want to know what I'm going to be doing to that shit. Oh, doing all types of nasty. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so, to our movie segment, which we do sometimes. So, um, this movie called Rings came out this weekend. It's uh, basically it's uh, the second sequel to the movie The Ring, um, horror movie remake of a Japanese horror movie. Um, and of course, I've already read the spoiler for it. Um, I, was thinking of, I was thinking of actually seeing it, um, but I I still may. But I, I just had to read the spoiler, and I, I went on Wikipedia, and uh, it was like sometimes the spoilers are not very well written, so I, I couldn't really follow it. Um, but it just had me thinking about just scary movies in general because The Ring, the first, well, the the American one that came out in two thousand two, I think is probably the scariest movie for me of all of all time. Of all time. Yeah. So in my top, my top three as far as just like being like terrified um, of a movie is The Ring, Blair Witch Project, and Paranormal Activity. First one. Hmm. Have you seen all of those? No. Um, oh, actually, no, I have. I've seen The Ring and Blair Witch. Just not. I haven't seen any of the Paranormal Activities, okay. but they look scary. That first one looks terrifying. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. Um, my my sister's really into scary movies. She um, she goes to film festivals every now and then where like these movies will premiere like well before they're out in regular theaters. And so she, if she hears like there's buzz about like some scary movie that's supposed to be super scary, she'll go see it. And so I remember she was telling me she was up on Blair Witch like like six months before it came out and Paranormal Activity too. Um, and she was right about both. Like, I mean, they're both, well, Blair Witch and Paranormal are, are both found footage, sort of. Um, and The Ring, I don't know. What, what, are, what, are, your, what are your scary movies, scariest movies? Um, <clears throat> Poltergeist always terrified me. Poltergeist was a scary one for me. Okay. Um, is that, what's the, what's the, is that where the girl goes in the TV or something? 
Yeah, that's what she goes. It's basically like a TV. like a haunted house, right? Um, the the ending part. Well, it's it's all pretty scary. The the worst part is the end where they do that thing where you think everything's good, but then something else bad happens and it ends up being this fucking scary ass clown doll trying to kill another kid. Right. That is it a clown doll in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that one was really scary for me. Um, I thought The Conjuring was pretty scary. It's okay. But what? also really good. The Conjuring was really good. But that one, that one was... Yeah, it was... Yeah, that one... They did a lot with... Um, I don't remember the director, but he's done some other things that I liked. I don't remember his name, but it was it was more of just like building up the tension of what's not there, like anticipating what's there and just like right. seeing things move. You didn't actually see anything until like the final maybe 15 minutes of the movie. Right. Um, that one was very scary for me. Um, and then, I mean, the one off the top of my head recently, I told you the other day, I tried to watch It Follows. Oh, I had to stop. I had to stop. <laughs> no, it was too late. It was dark. I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch this on like a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> but I can't watch this right now. Yeah, like that, that, that part where she's left alone and she sees the thing in the kitchen. I was like, nope, I stopped it right there. I like, oh, no, yeah. I know, I know it's in the kitchen. I know, I know it's going to be there. And it was. Yeah. I, no way. The thing with that one is like, yeah, the, the, the thing or whatever is it's, it's slow moving. And it just, yeah. like that, that's what's so terrifying about that is like, you can escape it, but it's like the rest of your life, you're just like running from something that's like slow moving. And so like, the weird thing is like, you have to sort of like drive out to a beach so that it goes out there and then quick drive back home so that it'll take a while because it's just walking at a regular pace. <laughs> so you have to drive and like wait for it and then quick drive back if you want to be at home and get some sleep. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that one was good. But that's well, one that, that had a, a lot of good buzz too. It, it's, I think, it's well done. And like, what I like about it is like with these productions, because I, you know, I do like my short films and web series and shit. And I always like stuff that um, is a cool idea that's simple to execute uh, from yes. a production standpoint. Um, which that one certainly was. I can't imagine that cost more than. Certainly not more than like ten million. Right. There's really no effects. It's all just regular stuff. There's like a car driving fast a couple times. Right. And what they had to find a pool. The rest of it is like in people's homes and regular places. Yeah. And I know, and that like that opening sequence, the cinematography on that, that's what drew me in. Even though I was so confused about what was happening, but just like the way it was shot, it's like, oh, this is gonna be good. But yeah. then I got then I got too scared. So. Cinematography is fantastic. Um, but yeah, and the, the thing I think the thing that scared me about The Ring so much is that like it was kind of a new idea to like involve like technology in the, in the way that it did with the with the VHS and like you never really sort of it's never really totally explained how she can like project stuff into a video and like there's a lot of backstory that you, you're not really filled in on. Um, mm -hmm. And again, the, it's like the, the idea that like something is chasing after you and it's just like 
you can run, but it's inevitable that it'll eventually get you. Um, yeah, it was. That was the one where they opened up the closet and that kid was there, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, um, that part was freaky. And that's that's the first scene, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and the last the last part where she comes out of the TV with for the at the boyfriend. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good movie. I might have to go rewatch it. I don't even. I didn't see part two. Yeah, don't don't bother with that. It was okay. Um, similar with Paranormal Activity too. Like, you know, really, like that's another one with super cheap to make. You, you don't really know what's going on. There's like demon shit involved. Um, like and like a lot of the scares are just like the girl getting up out of bed and staring at her boyfriend. All, for hours. No. Wait, that's the one you haven't seen, right? I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen any of those. So like four or five of them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks really scary. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... It's so hard for me to even go to like a movie theater to see anything, so it's... I don't know if I'm going to go catch it. There's, there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix lately, too, so... Um, I just started watching The Get Down. No, I still haven't seen any of that. Is it worth it? It's, uh, it's decent. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I, basically, I like anything shot in New York, too. Um, uh, but let's move on to the next thing. Now, this is something I, I pitched. This is a little weird. Uh, um, I don't know if this is going to be, become a recurring segment, um, but if it is, it will be called the time travel segment. <laughs> so, because <clears throat> I, I think about I think about time travel every now and then, but I I think about a lot how people did things back in the past because there's certain things that are sort of intrinsic to human nature that will always happen I just kind of wonder I just spend time like just thinking about how people like you know like like just going to a, a job you know what was that like or like your morning routine what was that like 200 years ago for like a regular dude um, dating you know what was that like a thousand years ago you know um, so I think with this, like, I, I like, I'm going to propose a few different scenarios, um, and then we'll just sort of talk it out. So with this first one, I said, um, if you, if you, if you had to go back in time, but you could only go back in multiples of 500 years, so you could go back, you could choose to go back 500 years, 1,000 years, 1,500 years, um, and you had to live for, you have to live there for, say, like a year, and then you can come back. And you'd have all the knowledge that you have now, um, but you'd have to live for a year back then. Um, in, and I'll say like in a, in a relatively normal society, so not like in the woods or something. Um, so, what would you do? Unless your society was in the woods, right? 
Well, I mean, we both live in New York, so we'll say like a big city, like a comparable city. Okay. So 500 years, so 1500s. So say 1500s, I guess like, God, like Paris or London or Venice or something. See, but this is going back to one of our conversations last week. Man, I would have a tough time living in a city back then. It would be so disgusting. <laughs> it would be so dirty. I mean, think about how dirty it is now. And Wait a minute. This, is, this goes back to our discussion about what, how dirty my apartment is? No, no, no. From, <laughs> from taboo. From taboo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was just so dirty. Like, imagine 1500s Paris, the filth that would be there. Yeah. That's why I would mean, rather go with someone that was, like, in the woods or somewhere, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, un untamed wilderness, like, what, are you going to build a hut or something? No, I think I would, I would actually... Are you talking, like, what, are you talking about, like, a Native would, American civilization? Yeah, I think it would pretty, be pretty cool to, just to see Manhattan Island, that, you know... Since we, we're all living in New York, I think I'd like to see 1500s New York. It would be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I guess it, yeah, it would have been pretty much completely, un completely unsettled. Um, so, okay, so you, well, well, I guess first pick, so are you saying you'd pick 500 years as opposed to 1,000 or 1,500? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start with 500, you know, less shock for me. You know. Easier to transition, 500 years, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know, 2,000 years would be, well, well, hold on now. 2,000 years would be ancient Rome, which actually had, like, plumbing and stuff. They did, true. So you could go back there. I mean, that would be pretty cool to be in maybe like Alexandria or Cairo back then. Yeah. I mean, any anywhere you go, it's going to be dirty. Like the, yeah. <laughs> you just have to. I'm. I'm just going to have to accept that. Um, right. You get used to it. <laughs> but yeah, if we went if we went two thousand, that's where I would go. I think pro probably. Um, I guess Alexandria, maybe Cairo. So you go. Egypt over Rome? I'd go Egypt, or maybe China. Maybe I'd go to China. Oh. China could be pretty cool back then. Yeah. So I guess if I had to choose, I mean, ancient Rome is is tempting. Well, wait, hold on. Why, why are you saying China? Why? Yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of cool shit going and on. Also, and also, why Egypt over Rome? Why Egypt over Rome? I don't know, it just seemed more interesting to me. Like what? Like, like what about it? I mean, like, like I mean, I guess in any of this pretty substantial slave labor um, <laughs> and enterprise going on. Um, Indeed. I guess Rome had that as well. Um... Okay, so if I had to choose, I would probably do the 500 years, yeah. and I think I'd go back, I'd go back to somewhere in Italy, probably, just so I could see the Renaissance, so maybe, maybe Rome or Venice back then, like, see, like, the... 
if I could be around like the the great artists of the time, like. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that idea. You maybe you could be like an apprentice to somebody for a year. Yeah. I mean, the the language would also be a biggest. So assume we could speak the language. Okay. Yeah. We'll just say you can do that. Um. Yeah, I could apprentice for a little while. Just like chill out. I mean, I think like I I wanted like my immediate thing is like man it would be so boring, but I think you just like I think conversation was like bigger back then and like you know having dinner every day and like just in interacting with people was like because my thing is like I don't I I just don't want to be bored. <laughs> No, I get it. But also, I, I think a big part of it, depending on who you were, of course, but everything just took longer, you know? Yeah. So you weren't necessarily bored. It just, like, took you longer to make dinner <laughs> instead of cooking it here, maybe for 45 minutes. It takes, like, two hours, three hours, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You just spend the whole day planning. And, I, yeah, it's like... I. I forget what I, I was listening to some podcast or something and they were talking about what was it? It was something like I don't know say Michelangelo going to visit like the Pope or at the time or something like that and I was just thinking about the planning that would go into that because you'd have to get a letter out to Michelangelo from Rome which could take what two weeks maybe? Mm hmm then he has to respond and then he has to spend time prepping and then he has to travel like the whole thing could take like I don't know, six months and then you're there presumably you're gonna stay there for a while i don't know no that yeah just organizing you know the, the logistics of any type of trip would be <laughs> you know you think about it, somewhat daunting just like going anywhere yeah and back got, then too, it's like yeah. you, you might die on the on the right. Way. You might not make it. <laughs> might not make it to Rome. Yeah. So you get a letter from your from your from your brother being like, yeah, yeah, I'll, inviting you. He's like, okay, send your letter. It takes another week to get there. I'll be there, and then you're traveling for like another two weeks, and then yeah. just the three weeks. And then your brother's like. Where is yeah, he? Then you, then you never show, <laughs> and, you never show up, and then like, right. then your brother has to like hire like pro investigator to like figure out what happened to you. That's another like month. <laughs> and then they found out, you know, like you tripped, tripped and fell off a cliff on your way there, dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just stub your toe. You stub your toe and then died of gangrene. <laughs> Right, like, like things like that. I guess it's life would have been more of an adventure back then, you know. I guess, but I don't living, guess. living on the edge every day. I mean, but like the thing is, like, okay, so that's one thing that's intrinsic to human nature, right? Uh, the desire for safety. So you're not like it'd be really stressful to to take that trip. Um, so like saying like you know it'd be adventurous. Like I don't people don't want adventure, especially like. You know, also we're so cushy now. Like our lives, relative or compared to, to back then, we're extremely safe and cushy. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like we're, you know, I'm not worried about like some group of marauders rolling through my apartment, yeah. taking all my stuff and yeah, killing me. Just, 
Yeah, someone just come in, like, like yeah, like, group of, like, I don't know, even, like, ten, five guys just knocking down your door, grabbing your laptop and shit. Right. Um, just punching you in the stomach and laughing at you, if you're lucky. That's that's all. Yeah. That's, yeah, right. That's on a good day. You just get that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be ready. For, yeah, you gotta be ready for battle. You, you gotta have some self-defense mechanisms, you know. Gotta have that big, that big sword. Yeah, you gotta have a sword, or maybe like a, a pet wolf or something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta live with that, with that wolf. <laughs> a wolf might eat you. Right. If you're not treating that wolf right, it's gonna turn around one day. Yeah. Yeah, man, that would that would be rough. That would be stressful. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess like you just deal. Like the thing is, like you just get used to. Like you'd be used. Right. To you would eventually. You would just accept it as a part of your like one of the dangers of your life. Like you know, that's something you just gotta look out for. Be ready for. Man, yeah, you know, I'm I'm so trifling. Like I would go somewhere and try to get a sandwich and wind up it, it's strung up and. Drawn and quartered. <laughs> Drawn and quartered. <laughs> yeah, all you wanted to do, you just went down the stream, you just wanted to drink a water. You just like, you were thirsty. Yeah. Never came back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, oh, whatever happened to that, that strange foreigner? <laughs> we, got, we got bigger fish to fry than that. Don't worry about him. Um, but I mean, it, it, I, the thing is, I think you'd pick. I think you'd still, if you, if, if it, the, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> if you could pick, if you had the option of going forward in time five hundred years, I think you'd def, still definitely pick going back over going forward because. I don't know, it would be so terrible. I'd be so scared of going like what this would be what the earth would be like, what society would be like in five hundred years. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely I would choose going back, um, over going forward. I mean yeah, forward. I mean that would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> who who knows? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's like Waterworld if we go 500 years. <laughs> oh, God. Let's turn into Planet of the Apes over here. <laughs> oh, man. Waterworld mixed with Planet of the Apes. Imagine that. And, and there's apes are like riding around on ships and doing stuff. Huh? Apes are riding on dolphins. <laughs> chasing after you. You see, like, as soon as I, like, drop into this water world world and i see if i see a fucking like chimp riding like a got a saddle on a dolphin i'm just jumping in the water and drowning myself i don't because i don't want to deal with that bullshit this is one of your uh this is one of our netflix bundles that we can sell them. <laughs> bundle this bundle yeah. this with pharaoh pharaoh yeah, part one pharaoh, pharaoh trilogy and water world of the apes <laughs> Throwing, throwing lobsters at me. All right. Um, I just wanted a sandwich. Uh, 
Okay, let's move on uh, to the sports segment. Um, and this this is going to tie in a little bit. We're doing it like a sort of minor conspiracy segment with this one too because basically the focus will be um, LeBron kind of went off on Charles Barkley um, after a, a loss that the Cavs had earlier this week. Um, now, Barkley has sort of been hating on LeBron like for years. Um not entirely sure why i think he's just jealous basically but um lebron like got super personal and like brought up a lot of his old dirty laundry um apparently charles barkley threw someone through a window um notorious gambler i guess has a lot of gambling debts he alluded to the fact he basically said something like you can't retire and charles barkley is basically at this point just a talking head on a various sports related shows and he basically said, you, I know you want to retire, but you can't. And he left it at that. But the implication is that he has all these gambling debts, so he has to keep working. Just that's, like, real raw for, like, right. to say to, like, ESPN, too. Like, that's that gets into, like, a really dark space that I was a little, like, I mean, you know, LeBron's my man. Um, I was a little, I was, on some level, was happy that he finally went back at, at Barkley. Um, I love the the bit about uh, there's a new sheriff in town. That was- <laughs> yeah, I like that sign off. <laughs> yeah, that's how he ended it. This new sheriff. That's pretty good. But like talking about the gambling issues and shit. I mean, that's you know more pro- like fuck because uh, yeah, I'm saying fuck Charles Barkley too for for various reasons. Um, but um, oh, fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh. Really cool things that he said he got him, and he didn't even have to bring up the fact that he has championships and Charles Barkley has none. Yeah, he didn't even bring that up. He should have. Well, that's his trump card. I think. I think he's saving that. And Barkley responded. He basically sort of laughed it off. Which I mean, what's he gonna say to that? I think he said like, "Oh, he did his homework or something." But like. Dude, oh yeah, he was like, he obviously Googled me or something, something yeah, like that. Like, dude, everyone knows this shit about you. You're so fucking reckless, dude. Um, like he was was he arrested like was like five years ago for like DUI and like he said, basically told the cop, I'm just going around the corner to get my dick sucked. <laughs> um, I believe that's what happened. Yeah, I think there's a photo of him. He's all sweaty looking. I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on LeBron getting this personal? Yeah, I, I was a little torn. And when I first heard about it, I said, yeah, good for LeBron. But then, you know, I did think about it. And I said, well, maybe he shouldn't have gone all personal. Maybe he should have just stuck to the championship things. Um, however, I know he's fed up because Charles Barkley been talking about him for a long time. And I know... LeBron cannot, he can't, you know, you can only take so much. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it was just this, he just reached his breaking point. It's like, you know what, I got to say what I got to say. But I don't, I don't know if that was necessary, the right forum for it. But, yeah. I mean, otherwise you just, you just say, say it to him, to his face. I mean, I think it probably would have just, went up to Charles and, you know, spoke to him one-on-one, but um, I'm not exactly sure how it came up. I, someone probably just asked him during the press conference, 
and he just was talking and talking. He was like, you know what? Tell him why you're mad. Tell him why you're mad. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm a talk. Yeah. And then he do that new sheriff in town thing. But you know, like, I don't, I didn't read all of Charles's uh, quote. But I don't know if he said anything personal. If he did, then well, then he's it's called fair him, game. He's called him whiny. I think he has called him a chump in the past. But you know, he's critiquing LeBron's play, which is his job, right? So the, you would think the proper response would be to critique Barkley's job, which is as a talking head. Right. So getting personal like that, eh, it's maybe a little overboard. But I, I think I think it's just that Charles is like, there's so much there that he or he's been critiquing LeBron for a long time, and also it's like. It's, it's sort of like an old guard basketball dude critiquing the, these young kids. They're like, oh, back in my day, it was so much better. It is. He's been, he's been doing that for a long time. I, like, hate, I fucking hate those arguments. So fucking, like, back in my day was better. Like, with, with anything. I, I always hate Yeah, that. it's like, well, it's, M- it's movies not your were day anymore. Music, music was better in my day. All this, like, and it's like, there's no self-awareness there that, like... I know, like things change. I'm I'm sorry to like <laughs> break it to you, but the the game is evolved. Things change. I mean, people are wearing shoes that probably weigh like a quarter of the shoes that you wore when you played, and and, and it's like you know, people's attitudes change. Yeah, there's different technology. You know? I mean, like it's like just wants to like I don't know the thing. Well, another thing that I think, and this is sort of conspiracy. I think. I don't know. I don't really think he's that brilliant, but I do think like that's his lane and that's like kind of what is making him money. And I think maybe like the powers that be, I don't know if they said it, but like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Like he plays. Oh, I see what you're saying. Cause he's the one that, yeah. You know, like he has a role to play and he, he, he might be aware of that, of that, that he sort of has to like play that role. He might not even care. I'm sure he's making great money doing that shit. Um, but there, you know, who knows if that's, he really, really cares about what he says. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's like his role in that show, like the the straight talk man. Give it, give it to me straight. I'm gonna tell you how I really feel. And then you've got, I guess Shaq. Is, Shaq does defend the young guys more, but he also provides like the comic relief. But he does yeah. go back and forth with Barkley. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. Maybe that's sort of his role on the show, just to be, you know remind people how things used to be, and that these young these young boys, these young out here. Yeah, because you know, it's I'm sure there's a certain fan base for the NBA that's a little older, and you know they came up and or they started watching the '90s and they they love that, so maybe they like to hear that as you know as well um yeah but it's hard i mean the game it's obviously changed people's i mean society has changed but even just like the athleticism like skies are amazing out there yeah i mean look at giannis that guy is uh, to be that size even lebron to be that size to be how big he is and to be that skilled that agile like it's amazing yeah, yeah. I feel. I was like, did I? Have I ever? I feel like I was around an NBA player. Yeah, I mean, I've been to a few NBA games. Um, 
I feel like randomly I was at some game and like I was up next to like a player and like when you're up close they're so fucking big yeah. it's like like even like a like a, you know like a shooting guard or something like six what are they like six five or so right like it, yeah you don't realize how how big they are like like Dwight Howard is massive yeah he's a huge human being yeah yeah but even like someone like J.R. Smith is also like huge Right, like you, you on the basketball court, right against other large humans. He doesn't seem out of place, but you go stand next to him, you're like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to, you don't want it with him. <laughs> so anyway, um, I did mention that um, I had a surprise relating to the uh, NBA segment. So, just for some background. Um, I don't know if you remember the photo of Stan Van Gundy, where he's oh, on yeah. that, that BMX bike. Still... <laughs> oh yeah, that's like your fantasy. Like, it is my little uh, fantasy yeah. avatar. It's yeah, still, avatar, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so just for the listeners, Stan Van Gundy is a coach in the NBA. He coaches the Detroit Pistons. Um, I'm a big fan of his because he. Um, He's really smart, and he doesn't hesitate to speak out about um, social issues. Um, he was uh, he was like in between jobs for a couple years recently, and, and during that time, he had a weekly spot on the Dan Lebitard show. Um, so he would go on and just talk about you know whatever, and he like I don't know I was really impressed by like his insight on certain social issues. Um, so anyway, and also he's he's a good coach. Like he coached the Orlando Magic. Uh, in 2009, when they beat the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, which I was pretty upset about at the time. Um, but uh, anyway, so there's a, I think it was his first year. Whoa, whoa, whoa damn. Um, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So it was his first year coaching the Pistons. I think this was, uh, would have been fall of 2015. Um, and they, re- they released like a press photo of him with the team, and like it was sort of like as a joke, like they dress he dressed up in like I don't know how you'd even describe it. Like I don't want to say like gangster rapper gear, but it's like they're all on like BMX bikes in like sweatsuits, and it's just a photo of him looking like kind of like a like a like an old no- notorious B.I.G. <laughs> like album covers. It is. They got this, like this, the sun in the background coming oh, through. Wow. Like, it's 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 a glorious picture. Yeah. So if you want to see it, just Google Stan Van Gundy uh, BMX bike. It'll, it'll come up. So anyway, when that came out, I was on this like um, sports and hip hop site, and there were people who were like. Um, so blown away by it they were like coming up with rap lyrics um for like like if he was a rapper like shit he would rap about and there was some really funny stuff so i wanted to get in on it and i don't know if you recall this but i i wrote up like a whole rat like a rat whole rap lyric like a verse and i sent it to all you guys in the fantasy basketball um i think only one of you responded I, I remember it. Do you remember this? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. 
I'm gonna recite. Oh, you about to rap? Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I got it here. I started. Oh, okay. I was thinking about this, and like, I was like, oh yeah, I should be. So I started reading like the first part of it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. I'm like, I must have been drunk when I wrote this. Um, thinking I'm like Cameron. Um, <laughs> and it could, like, I only read the first part because, like, oh my god, this goes on, this keeps going on. There's so much here. So I don't know how, like, if my flow is going to be good, but the lyrics are uh, fuego. <laughs> you know how I do <laughs> Okay. Ooh, all right, I'm ready. Honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it through because it's so cringeworthy. Um, but I'll try. Um, so it's called Graham's Van Gundy. It's the title. <laughs> God, this even the first line. Is, I'm just looking at the first line, and it's fucking terrible. Okay. Stan, God, Stan Van. That's right. They call me King Biscuit. Fifteen like oh four, smoking the whole league like it's brisket. Speaking of, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So that's the. Okay. So here's another. Here's another. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, so that's that Betty White. On the low, I move heavy white. That's right. They call me a poppy in Columbia when I take them heavy flights. But I ain't no mule. And silver ain't no fool. So I keep that money to the side, my side pocket, like I'm playing pool. Good lord, this is terrible. <laughs> okay. Let me see what I like can do. Um, but I'm chill though, always in chill mode. Tell Jeff, pass that L, then I kill Dro. Um, ah, fuck. Some shit about emojis? What? Yeah, I know 12 be watching, just like 12 be watching. D. Howard, don't come to the palace, cause them fans be moshing. Um,. I'm talking about like uppercut your bitch ass like little Mac. You flying, you flying, you flying through the air like you're flopping. <laughs> this is beef with Dwight Howard. Um, um, Dwight Howard disperse. Yeah, I'm. Not, that's okay. That's a, that's the all I can do here. I man, when I remember when I was writing it though, I thought it was doing it, man. <laughs> thought it was flame. You got that flame emoji on. <laughs> oh man, I could see why oh. no one responded to that. That was. Oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing yeah. is, it really. If it, if I had a like a beat, like a just like a like a, like a Diplo beat, or maybe or maybe like a like a Lex Luger beat. Oh, where really? is Lex these days? He's still around. Yeah, where's where's Waka? Waka's just like eating vegan cupcakes and chilling out. Yeah. Um, all right, so last segment. Um can go out on a sort of chill note. Um uh doing fixing stuff around the house or apartment. Um I and just doing general handyman stuff. Um I used to, I don't know, I used to be really into it when I was, like, in high school. And I would fix stuff around the house, and I got pretty good. And then okay. I just all, it just all went to shit. <clears throat> and I don't, oh. I don't know, I don't know how to do anything anymore. Like, I put together, like, there's a desk in my room, and I put that together probably, like, uh, 10 years ago. 
Um, but that's like the last thing. Like, I had to like, I had to replace like a battery in my carbon monoxide uh, detector. Yeah. And it took me like an hour. What? Because I like I, it's like I I don't have a screwdriver, so I was trying to like find something around the apartment to unscrew the things. Yeah, there's like a it unscrew the where the battery goes. So I was trying different things, and then I found a screwdriver, but it was too big and like I don't know it was it was a mess. Mm. <laughs> how are how are your general handyman? Um, not bad. I've, I've definitely gotten better. Um, as I've gotten older, you know, more experience with it. Yeah, what's the, have you actually like fixed something big like a like I think I the last thing I did is like I replaced the toilet seat on the, the toilet of my thing. That's not bad. Replacing the toilet seat. Um, I haven't had to do anything like that. Like, let me think. Years ago, I installed a ceiling fan. Um, built a bar um Damn. I haven't done much recently actually I'm looking around here now wait you, mean, said, you said you installed a ceiling fan yeah there's a pain like the like the wire like all the no, no 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 the wire it was all it was existing wiring we just had to put it up and connect it and put it you know secure it to the ceiling it was just a light fixture there and we replaced it with a ceiling fan and a light right yeah, but that was a pain, real pain. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, you know, and like most of my projects now just involve like hanging things. Right. You know, putting stuff on the walls. Don't really have to make anything anymore, but um, I've got much better at hanging things, I tell you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's always good. It's good to know, you know, keep it level, nice and straight. Uh-huh. It's good. It's pretty good. I think I remember the one thing I remember from high school. When I say when I say I was good at this in high school, what my piece piece de resistance was, I made a doghouse for my mom's dog out of like a um um like a, a the box that the stereo came in cardboard box uh so you made so i sort of sawed it i sort of sawed it down the middle and then added some stuff like so basically just like turned over the box and cut a hole yeah basically So yeah, as you can see, I've been I've been killing it since since the nineties. <laughs> You're like boom, dog health. Yeah, take that. <laughs> yeah, a dog. A dog said, the "Fuck you doing? Get shit, get the shit out of my shit." <laughs> oh, your dog house. That's good. That's a good dog house, huh? Yeah. You gotta improvise sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it wasn't like for the outdoors, like an in indoor doghouse. Um. Uh. Bu- 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 All right. Well, I think that's it. Unless.
of anything. Why does why did he need an indoor dog hunt? He didn't. I think I was just bored and wanted to do something. Oh, okay. Alright. Is um is there, oh, is there any update on um you being able to overhear your neighbor arguing with people? No man, I don't know what's happening over there. I need an update. I feel like knocking on the door like, what's up with you guys? Hmm? Yeah, I need some material for the podcast. <laughs> Like, uh, you guys were arguing before, like, are you together, broke up, I need something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess it's no news is good news in that case. <laughs> yeah. I guess, uh, he was, and he was having a rough day. He was spitting those flame emojis. For real. For life. <laughs> right. Fire flame. Waka flaka. Flame spitter. Um, uh, okay, well, that's good. It works for me. Any, any closing thoughts? Right. Uh, Beyonce's pregnant. Yep. And fuck Charles Barkley. Yep. Uh, all right, good night. Good night.